0: Well, hello and welcome once again to Beat the Reset. My name is Tim and I am the guy in the hat. And today we have with us Carmel Pavan from As Good As Gold in Melbourne. Now, before we get started today, I just wondered if you could... Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself again and and who you are and what it is you do.
1: Certainly. Um, I'm the general manager of As Good As Gold Australia. I've been with the company for over seven years. I've seen um, a huge growth in precious metals, which is um, fantastic, including self-managed super funds. Um, My background, uh, just in a nutshell, I um, was originally a um, radio, television, broadcast journalist, um, ran my own business, uh, marketing, PR. I've worked in finance couple of years in finance as well uh, but always looked after clients uh, and we're starting to do a lot more of these um, promotions such as podcasts and a lot more marketing getting the word out there Tim of the benefits of owning precious metals.
0: Absolutely and uh, today we wanted to explore one component of precious metals. And that was something to do with risk diversification. So, you and I were having a conversation uh, just before Christmas about, you know, what are the the risks of being in certain assets and and where does gold and silver fall into that risk? Are they high risk? Are they mid-risk? Are they low risk? Um, This is something that uh, consumers don't think about, but investors have to think about. So what i want you to do is share your your kind of view of risk diversification and uh, your your view of, of investing per se involving uh, obviously gold and silver as well
1: well investing is a really interesting term uh, in precious metals because tim you're investing into your f- financial future and what i mean by that is you actually are buying a physical product so can you invest in a physical product yep sure i guess you could kind of stretch that term but The most important thing to remember with um, precious metals, um, that's something that we um, are very good at. We love to um, help people um, to diversify by buying precious metals, gold and silver, bars, rounds and coins. Now, every investment has a risk or some element of risk. What's a risk that um, if you purchase precious metals, what is a risk? Um, The risk is that if you are taking it with you, then, because of course, you can hold it like our our wonderful dear friend, our global renowned mentor, Lynette Zhang. if If it ain't in your hand, um, you don't own it, right? I think she's kind of paraphrasing there, or is that exactly what yes, she says? If yes, you, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. <laughs> you don't it. I own think it, exactly. There. So the, the biggest risk um, if you own it is that it, uh, theft, so someone will know about your products, someone will steal it from you, or if it's not secured, I mean, you wouldn't have a safe... At home, that is visible because if you do risk theft, thieving, then um, the you will the first thing they target is going to be your safe because there's something precious and valuable in there. So to r- minimize the risk. Of your precious metals, should you own them, then you need to make sure that they're safe, secure, where it can't be seen, it cannot be located, and then if we're taking it to the next level, may not be in the house or the building or the premise where you have your precious metals. It could be on the land, so that might be under a barn, under a tree. You dig it out in the earth, and believe me, Tim, I've had clients who actually do that um, for good reason. Then you. have to mitigate the risk that it will be exposed to elements of nature. Now, what are they? Um, floods, fire, tornado, hurricane, maybe in this country. Do we have tornadoes in this country, Tim? Um, <laughs>
0: um, I think we do. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that what happened to uh, tr- uh Uh, Darwin? (laughs) Yes,
1: yes okay. Uh, Well no, there was a cyclone. Cyclone, sorry, cyclone Don't know,
0: anyway, continue
1: Yeah, massive, um, vast, dangerous winds, let's put it that way or uh, earthquakes, that's another one earthquake, you're digging it in a huge um, underground and and then there's a bit of an earthquake, um, you know, you've just got to be very, very careful but you choose where you're going to um, have as less risk as possible when you're holding your own personal um, stash, personal products. Um, The other side of risk is the value, the intrinsic value of gold and silver. So no one can predict the future, but what we can look at is, number one, the past. So what are the solid facts with gold? Well, I can tell you, and we certainly have this information on our website. You can go to any other website that tracks the spot price um, over time of gold and silver. So gold has um, performed extremely well um, in terms of all asset classes, extremely well. And the proof there is in the last 22 years, gold has actually increased in value approximately 25 to 27%. Pure profit, that is the yield that gold has made over that um, amount of time. So that sounds pretty good to me as an investment. Gold is increasing this year um, exponentially, and when you look at what's happening geopolitically, uh, Tim, you talk about this a lot. What's happening with the um, the BRICS, uh, the member uh, member company uh, member companies um, of BRICS, um, the um, state of um, our nation, the high inflation, the increased interest rates, um, the hardship that people are facing. Um, why wouldn't you? You look at a solid investment that is purchasing precious metals, even if it's a small amount. You know, you can even spend a couple of hundred dollars for first-time investors. A little bit of silver right now. Silver is trading at um, thir- today thirty-five dollars um, Australian an ounce. Gold has actually started to rally, so it's three thousand and sixty-seven dollars when just before I sat down, Tim, in Australian dollars. So we, we on our website, you'll see the price of gold and silver on our website, and And essentially, um, what what I'm saying is we can look at any types of investment or purchasing. Um, It is an investment for your financial future. Um, What are the risks in purchasing actual physical? Well, aside from owning the physical, there's very, very few risks other than finding a bullion dealer that will actually buy back when you liquidate, i.e. when you sell your products. So, For us in this industry, Tim, I think you'd vouch for that. Gold is expected to increase... Exponentially, the value of gold this year. Silver has been amazingly inexpensive, but it's very manipulated. It should be what Tim, you would agree, it should be about a thousand dollars Australian per ounce at
0: the moment. Well, I mean, according to the U.S. debt clock, it should be somewhere up around about uh, thirteen and a half thousand. If you have a look mm. at the ETF market and the shorting of the market, I mean that. I know that sounds crazy. But the real price of silver is probably in the order of about $13,500. If you were to compare it to the amount that's mined out of the ground every year, which is 25,000 tons, yep. to the deficit and, of course, the huge hole that we have in our debt system, uh, that would be about right. Uh, so it's an incredibly undervalued commodity is what, what I want to agree with you on that one.
1: And when you compare gold and silver, we're talking a $3,000 differential between a swap price – of gold and the spot price of silver.
0: Well, that's right. I mean, and that's the rarity and uh, 400 tonnes of of gold is mined every year and against 25,000 tonnes of silver. So that's, um, that's that rarity component. And there was something else you mentioned. I just wanted to add to that. You, you're talking about the value of gold and how incredible gold is. And I just want to remind people that are listening that in the 1930s, when the banks were closed, they, uh, gold was the only asset class that was in, in the black. Every other asset class failed. Every one. It was the only one that was still in the black. And, of course, we know that as a result of that, uh, it was the perfect asset to restabilize the central banks, which is why they took it off the people. Yes. But, uh, yeah, you're 100% right. I just wanted to sort of underpin what you were saying.
1: Well, it wasn't, isn't that the saying um, that's been the old adage that uh, gold is for the elite, silver is uh, the money for the people? That hasn't changed, except you can still right now purchase gold but you know tim there's going to be a time when, you, when it will be actually unaffordable
0: yeah and and if you think about it i mean gold is an incredible reserve asset there's there's no question what you say is is 100% spot on it's it's in in even in a normal market it just ticks over, you know, roughly 10% compounding year on year. It's just your your stable asset. Silver, there's an old saying that gold runs first, silver runs furthest. And uh, silver tends to outrun gold. And the the reason that I think that's important is because you can buy a lot more of it. I mean, you can can literally buy 83 or 84 times as much for the same amount of gold. So you can have an asset that's increasing exponentially. So silver for me, I mean, is an incredible tradable uh, asset. Uh, Gold is a great reserve asset, exactly what you said.
1: Um, And again, reinforcing um, that literally half an hour ago, the spot price difference between gold and silver was about $3,000. So, Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. And silver, as I said, uh, if we have a look at the ETF market and the shorting of the market, as uh, soon as that market, if that market wasn't in the way, if the COMEX was to step out of the way, you would see the real value of the commodities, yeah. not the contract price. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned Lynette Zhang. She talks about this. It's not the real price. The real price is what it can buy you. Um, so as soon as they move that COMEX out of the way, we're going to see a massive increase in the commodities. But if you don't hold them, you won't have that wealth shift.
1: Absolutely. We we started talking about diversification and I just wanted to go back if I may Tim on um, another level of diversification. Um, Say for example uh, a self-managed super fund. Um, You might have a couple of hundred thousand dollars in a a superannuation fund then we uh, establish, we can help you um, establish your self-managed super fund. We have um, reliable, trustworthy, yes there are such things, tax accountants who do specialise in self-managed super funds. Some of them actually do purchase precious metals and all of them absolutely support the asset class which is precious metals Um, so we're not saying put all your eggs in one basket That's not what we're saying at all. You may choose to uh, say, no, I just want all gold. Hey, Carmel, I've got 600,000, my wife and I, uh, and this is a real client example. um, They just wanted to purchase precious, they just wanted to purchase gold. So, usually, um, it depends on when you're going to retire or how far from retirement you are, um, what your preference is. Um, Our recommendation is more maybe 70 to 80% precious metals, and then definitely think about so, diversify your portfolio um think about cryptocurrencies the ISO 20022, Um, you might also buy shares, blue chip shares, Uh, you might still have cash, Uh, or if you like, um, we have something very special um, that I don't believe any other bullion dealer um, offers, Tim, and that is that our managing director, Brian Paynes, can actually talk to you once you become a client, you've purchased some precious metals in your self-managed super fund, and then he will talk to you about buying shares in Australian gold mining companies. So that's I'm just giving another example of diversification. So you're not putting eggs in one basket. You have gold and silver. So you've got your precious metals. You're probably buying some crypto as well. You can talk to you about that for example, um, which to purchase, how much, how to do it. Then um, you might have some shares yourself. You might have some cash as well in your account. Leave a little bit of cash to pay day-to-day bills, maybe auditing fees if it's a self-managed super fund. And then you may choose to also look at Australian gold mining companies. Yeah, I think
0: that's a brilliant idea, Carmel, and uh, certainly a great opportunity for your clients to diversify their wealth uh, into essentially securities and so on. And we have a look at the 1930s, especially the 1929, 1932 stock market crash, uh, the, some of the only stocks to actually survive were the mining stocks. Yes. Uh, and I think we could see the same again. Um, personally, I uh, just my own opinion is that uh, anything in fintech, energy or mining uh, would be a great diversification mm but mining especially. So it's great to see that uh, as good as gold offer that, that service, come out.
1: I agree with what you just said. I actually have previously, in my previous life, Tim, I've actually worked with some fintech and wealth techs. Um, not Lassian, but uh, <laughs> um, close to it. So, yeah, watch this space. Um, the only other thing I might, if, I could just add, um, with a self-managed super fund, so there is no prescriptive formula of what you can purchase quantity-wise in your self-managed super fund. So, the sta- standard legitimate assets are, um, just like a superannuation fund, po- property uh, precious metals, cryptocurrency, believe it or not, um, cash, shares, stocks, bonds. You can't buy a house to live in. You can't go on a holiday. You can't buy a boat in your self-managed super fund or can you in your superannuation fund. So I just wanted to mention that... Um, The ATO hasn't um, made any legislation or regulation changes, um, but uh, you might want to just think about diversifying somewhat when you are purchasing precious metals in your self-managed super fund. Now, you can choose to purchase majority, but um, we will always recommend have a good think about your strategy, talk to your tax accountant or the one we refer to you, uh, because a strategy um, needs to be the first thing uh, that you need to plan, and the the ATO needs to at least know you've thought about a strategy. You looked at a bit of diversification. You're balancing your risk. Um, you're buying an asset that has very low risk, and then you might um, consider more um, mid to um, long term strategies around investments and um, the diversification of that um, the risk as well.
0: Yes, and I just wanted to add another uh, asset class, and that is fine collectibles and art as well. Uh, you can also go into a self managed super fund, and uh, that's uh, something that I particularly have a great interest in. But that's it for me and uh, Carmel, of course, for today's podcast. I hope you've learned something. Carmel, you always bring a wealth of knowledge because you get to work at the coal face of this stuff all day, every day. Um, and uh, so thank you again for coming in and uh, having a chat to us. And um, is there any sort of parting words you just want to leave the audience with today um, before we go? Any, any wise words, anything you can say regarding gold and silver and maybe just the general state of the economy, maybe to do... You yeah, just anything you could share with us just before we we, we leave the podcast.
1: Uh, aside from it's always a pleasure to speak with you, um, love being in this industry, uh, just really to, to let um, your audience know that we, we're here to generally help and serve you, um, empowering you towards your financial freedom. Um, that's my purpose. So love to help. Thank you again, Tim.
0: Absolute pleasure, Carmel, from as good as gold Melbourne. And uh, I'll put some details below so uh, they can get in contact with you, of course. Uh, And as always, uh, whatever you're doing out there, look after your health, look after your wealth. And as always, make good choices.